This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I'm focused on leadership legacy. This is all about hearing people in your workplace and leaving those people, leaving the organizations, and leaving yourself in a better position. So leadership legacy does include you. It doesn't exclude you. And remember last time, I was talking about what's involved in being a marketplace ministry leader. And so we're just going to add another little nuance to it today. So when we talk about developing people in the organization, we're talking about seeing the strengths of those people, seeing the gifts that they bring to the workplace. And when we see those strengths, when we see those gifts, we want to see the beauty in each person and to further develop the beauty that they're bringing. You want to identify What do they need in order to continue to do their best or to step up and do even better than they have been doing? Some people need a word of encouragement and other people might need a little kick in the rear end, a little bit of a rebuke because they really haven't been living up to their potential and up to their true gifts. So it'll be different for each person. The bottom line, when you are a ministry leader in the workplace, You are functioning as a mirror and you're holding up a mirror so that people can see themselves so that you can then help them to call themselves to their higher selves. That's really what we're talking about in terms of being that marketplace ministry leader. When we look at it from the organizational lens, you're asking the organization that you're leading and you're saying, what is it that we stand for? How are we treating our customers? How are we treating our partners, our suppliers, our clients? There are some ethical ways of doing business, ethical ways of showing up. And you want to be constantly evaluating whether or not you are actually leading in the ethical manner we're talking about. So you're holding up the mirror this time, not only just to individuals, but to the organization itself. How well are you living out the values that you espouse and that you say that you believe in? How consistent is that process? Then for yourself, when you have served and fulfilled your mission in the workplace, the question becomes, what is next for you? Just because you retire from the workplace doesn't mean that you retire from your legacy. It doesn't mean you retire from being a ministry leader in some other capacity. So when you are looking at legacy, you're leaving people better, you're leaving the organization better, and you're also defining what is next for you. And think about it this way. God works in a 360 degree way, meaning he's not gonna resource individuals in the organization and the organization and leave you out you too are going to be developed and resourced in some way 
as a result of your service so that at some point he can say, well done, good and faithful servant for the work that you have put in. So I want to just remind you that I am currently conducting a number of exciting interviews. I am interviewing people who are Christian leaders in mid to large size secular corporations. And I want to know more about your leadership journey. What are you challenged by at work? What makes it difficult to leave the legacy that you feel that you've been called to, to leave in the organization? What's getting in the way? And if you were to become more intentional, what might that look like? And what kind of legacy could you leave? So if you fit into that demographic, you're a Christian business leader, you're in a mid to large size secular corporation, and you'd like to participate in the interview, then please contact me at Dr. Karen, D-R period, Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at transleadership.com. And I'll make sure I get you on my calendar to interview you for this very important project. And you know, I didn't mention this before. Anyone who's interviewed whatever information I discover and whatever I write up about it, all of the interviewees will receive that information. So as we're closing out today, I'd like to share with you a reading from Genesis, the 41st chapter, and this is from the life of Joseph. And we know that Joseph had been enslaved down in Egypt because his brothers had sold him into slavery. And at some point, he ends up working for the Pharaoh and he becomes the ruler in essence over all of Egypt because of the gifts and talents that he was bringing to the secular marketplace, if you will. So Genesis 41st chapter, starting with verse 33 says, now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. And I want to remind you, this is Joseph speaking, and he's saying this because he's interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and God has revealed to Pharaoh that there's going to be seven good years and then seven years of famine and lean years. So he's got the seven good years to prepare and get ready for the famine. So Joseph is saying to the Pharaoh, select somebody who's discerning, select somebody who's wise, set them over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was the one who had interpreted Pharaoh's dream. So Joseph goes on to say, let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food, shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne 
will I be greater than you? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. So what I say to you today is when you are serving well, when you are using the gifts and talents that God gave you in the secular workplace, it benefits those leaders and those organizations and those countries that you serve. And it allows you to have an even greater platform very often and for God to be glorified through you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.